Okay. Are we there? There we go. There we go. Yeah. Uh, real talk stories live from Bali. Um, we're here with with. Uh, do you want to do you want to remain anonymous or do you want to um, do you want to like be? Do you want to like share your contact info or social media or do you want to remain anonymous? Oh, I can mention my name. Yes. Sorry. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, my name is uh, Jules Molinari. Brazilian, 58 years. And, uh, yeah. May I say something about uh, briefly what? Uh, uh sure. Okay. Yeah. I mean, Gilson and I just met a few days ago, actually, at a Halloween party here in Bali. So. We don't really know each other, so I don't really know how to introduce him. Um, so I guess, yeah, go ahead and introduce yourself if you like. It's all goody. Yeah, I've been uh, in the corporate market for quite some time with my own company in the international business, you know, and I've been migrating recently since 2012 into the transpersonal psychology. So I wrote a book on that, and uh, yeah, that's where I am right now. Uh, still migrating from uh, and stepping new grounds. Did you say transpersonal psychology? Correct. Yes. Okay. Not not to get too heavy, but can you briefly describe what that is? Because I've never heard of it. Okay. Yeah, this the origin is mainly uh, 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 French orange and Brazilian orange. We are these nationalities, these two countries. They are pretty much connected into what we call spiritualism and uh, transpersonal psychology. In a way, has this kind of ground because uh, well, it uh, of course brings all the kinds of psychology we had so far uh, brought over the the centuries. But uh, or the last century, and uh, well, uh, transpersonal is bringing uh, you know uh, we as uh, beings of light connected to everything. Oh wow! So and that's that's something that you're you're able to teach or. Well, it is actually a, a, a way to to look at things, you know, and uh, we as uh, beings here. So it's uh, it's not you don't teach transpersonal psychology uh, as such. It's like a, a, a vivential thing that you have to experience. Because you bring in a lot of different concepts, including old concepts, so it's just a, a way to start uh, 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 working all the capacities of the being in balance. Uh, of like the the individual. Individual, yeah. yes, individual. And people, it's uh, what's the what's the what's the what's the use, right? Like, okay, say I'm just like some guy, and I'm walking around life in the world and I'm like oh uh, I want to know this or I have this issue I want to get resolved or whatever it is why would I look to trans personal, personal psychology like why what, what why would people seek seek you out in that aspect what is it about transpersonal psychology that that is applicable to you know every everyday man 
Well, uh, uh, as I say, it's a, a way to look at the being, you know, it's a more expanded way uh, in all respects. You know, we had uh, too much of this behaviorism thing that, uh, you know, we, we learn by how we, uh, uh, we behave, you know, to everything. And uh, that's not uh, the only uh, front of the being, you know, this is just a part of it. So we can uh, uh, look at always the light behind all the shadow, you know, and bring this on. So in other words, it means to, to work at the being as a whole in terms of uh, looking at uh, motions. So uh, actually transpersonal, uh, it's, it merges all the philosophies and actually all the religions too, because they all say the same story. <laughs> which, which, which if, if you were to summarize the, 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 the common thread between the, the different religions that you say is, is, is deciphered through transpersonal uh, psychology, what, what would you say that common thread is between all of the different religions? Well, uh, all the religions, they, they uh, give us space to connect to something uh, bigger than us. So in a way, they bring the in understanding that uh, uh, we can connect to something else, which we call whatever we, you know, the religion names it. But uh, in a way, it's uh, an introspect place that we feel connected to something else. You know? and, and through that connection with something else, to our, that, that allows us to connect to ourselves, and you think that that's the benefit to, to people that would seek something like this out, is, is, is reestablishing a connection with themselves, and through that, the divine, and then through the divine, also through themselves. So it works both ways. It's sort of a reci reciprocal connection. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, this is the dialogue you normally open. When you work on the capacities of the being in balance, you kind of boost your intuition, and intuition is the channel to all this divine. So it's a dialogue going in both directions. You put up intentions and uh, you get the signs, you know. Gilson? Yep. I'm, I'm relocating to the floor. I feel like this is like a spiritual conversation. I want to say, do you want to, should we, should we, do you want, should we reorganize a little bit? Yeah, I think it would okay. be better. Yeah. Um, here, so let's, I got you a seat right there. So, so right now, to, so you, as you guys, as you guys know, I don't do, I don't do uh, visuals because I like to remain anonymous in my podcast and respect the privacy of whoever's here. Um, but right now, what we've set up is Gilson's sitting in basically the director's chair, which is like this tall chair on the, the far side of the studio, and I was sitting in the swivel chair, like the engineer's chair. And now we're just doing a little reorganization so we can sit more across from each other. And have like a more direct dialogue. So just one second, guys. I'm gonna I'm gonna move the mic over. One second. I'm, I'm gonna move Gilson's mic. This is a precar precarious. Let's go like that. This is actually pretty good. I think this is actually. How's that? You're a little closer? Yeah, that's good? good. That's good, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Guys, thanks for your patience on this. 
We'll be right back with the transpersonal psychology in a second. Okay. Okay. I think we're resorted now. I do want like a little stand for this this guy. But I think that that should be actually that'll be okay. I'm, I'm more comfortable now. Yeah, perfect, yes. perfect. Yeah, I'm, I've, I've repositioned to the lotus pose, so now we're both in the lotus pose across from each other and you know, more, more grounded. Um, okay, so where were we? We're getting, we got really deep really fast. I just want to back it up a little bit. You're saying that you, uh, I guess you wouldn't say it's a doctorate in, in in transpersonal psychology, but uh, or uh, would you call yourself a master or just a teacher of? No, it's I'm a at the end of the day I'm a therapist. You're, okay. I, I'm a psychotherapist. A psychotherapist. That's what your degree is in. Yeah. And and then you've sp sort of specialized in a passionate pursuit in one of the aspects of psychology, which is transpersonal psychology. Yeah, that's right. So you would call yourself basically. You've got a, a degree in, in psychology, and you've got a, a focus that you now do on transpersonal psychology. Correct. Got it. And then you were saying through that, basically, that there's a connection, uh, a common theme, a common thread um, that all of the major religions sort of share and how that can relate to the personal self and to the practice of transpersonal psychology sort of leads you to a deeper understanding and a stronger connection with the divine and the universe and the common messages that are in these major religions as well as within the self. Am I, is that a basic, is that, is that basically where we're at now? Well, yes, but uh, this is uh, basically a tool for uh, uh, expanding the consciousness, you know, the, the psychology as such has been changing over the, the, the decades. Uh, and of course, it's also evolving with the new uh, understanding, the new comprehension we have of the being. You know, uh, by now uh, we, in theory, we know what to do, but uh, we are not doing what we should. You know, in in terms of, uh, I mean, uh, you see, we see where we are right now. You know, and basically, what is happening is that there is a lot of reaction uh, to the mental energy as it has brought uh, us uh, to where we are over the, the decades, you know? So... A lot of reaction to the mental energy yeah. like, as a collective or as an individual? Both, both, both. I mean, uh, we... Uh, we the, the unbalanced or imbalanced... That comes from the overreaction. Essentially, or the unbalance that exists. No, no. I mean, you know, uh, when you say uh, putting all our capacities in balance, it means we have uh, the rational capacity, we have the emotional capacity, the intuitive capacity, and the sensation, sensitiveness capacity. You know, we have to work all these capacities together, and uh, we have pretty much imbalanced into the uh, uh, mental energy, i.e. we were after uh, effectiveness uh, on everything we were doing, you know, so uh, there was an excess of, uh, of uh, control, manipulation, power, authority over the years, and that's the collective, re where the trauma is right now. Uh, you know, the, the reaction is against this 
uh, overwhelming uh, mental energy uh, that was not uh, uh, balanced with other capacities. So now we have a different approach to it. But we are, as to any trauma, we are going to the opposite side of it. You know, we are rejecting the mental energy and we are much, pretty much on the, on the emotional and sensitiveness uh, as we can to try to approach whatever we call spiritual, right? But the mental energy has to go into this process as well. So it's very dangerous when we just react to the mental energy as being the, the evil of everything, uh, while we, you know, we have to compose all these capacities in a very healthy way. I mean, we are nature, inserted in nature. Nature is perfect. There is nothing we should react or reject on us, you know. So I, I feel there is a little bit of, how can I say, prejudice uh, in terms of uh, the the work we've been done, been doing uh, on ourselves, the, because this is the main thing, you know, uh, everything is, it comes from the individual. And uh, yeah, we are trying to escape in a way from the old formula, the old format we had, but uh, still we are in a healing process and we are not getting there that uh, we should, uh, when we, we are really cured, we don't have any uh, uh, rejection of any of our, our capacities. So in other words, I think that the, what I'm trying to say is that including the mental energy, it is a very important front of the being on this uh, 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 new track. Uh, we have to to go along, you know, in terms of uh, consciousness and in terms of being connected to the spiritual side of us. So the more imbalanced we are, the more intuitive we are, and uh, there it goes, you know, you print out, out, print out uh, intentions and you get the response. And you feel like that, that process um, is, is, is really um, helped by the practice and the study of transpersonal psychology? Well, uh, transpersonal psychology uh, is just a way uh, for you to, you know, to get out, out of the matrix, uh, understand uh, where we are in terms of, uh, uh, and, you know, uh, consciousness in all fronts right. on our manipulation. A manifestation, but also on our inner world. In other words, if you take all the gurus, the gurus they say the same thing, you know, as the religions say the same thing. Yeah, this is what I was sort of asking before: is what is that common theme? What is it that they're saying? Well, uh, they all bring uh, understanding as to where we are in terms of emotion on the psychological side of the being. So uh, that's why when we listen to gurus today, uh, we go, okay, I have heard this before. Yes, I know this. That's, that's, uh, so that's mm. uh, what they have a lot in common. They are bringing uh, a lot of awareness, a lot of awakening, 
but we are already there. The only question is, are we actually using all this knowledge and bro? And in five years time, five years time, they will be a hundred percent sustainable. So we know what to do in terms of relation with our planet. Uh, but most of us, we are not doing it. That goes also to our inner world. We know what we should do, but uh, are we doing it? That's the question. We are still reacting a lot to our emotions rather than learning with them. And le learning with them would involve balancing the, uh, the psychological or mental with the, the physical um, or heart, as some people would say, right? Yeah. That, that that balance yeah exactly it's the it's a fine balance balance that each of us uh, uh, we we get uh, you know to this balance in a different way and in different pro proportions uh, depending on uh, whatever whatever is our talent where our ab abilities what we are developing we are all, all different so but yeah it's working all the capacities together and this uh, puts us in a different place uh, in terms of uh, being connected to an, a different, you know, outside of this, uh, all this uh, formula we, we were brought over the, the last uh, centuries, you know. So <laughs> The last centuries, just, uh, just round... Yeah, Run out to about a, a millennia, a th no, thousand no, years, no, just a few hundred well, po post-dark ages. Okay, what is uh, the time of uh, we started developing agriculture? <laughs> well, with agricultural revolution? Yeah. Basically, what, when basically the majority of humanity stopped being basically hunters and gatherers and started doing agriculture for their communities? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, a long time ago, at least a thousand years, right? Well, not that much. Not that much. I guess the what the official like. I, mean, I guess there's probably a period of time that is defined as the agricultural revolution. I don't. Do you know what that period of time is? Well, not precisely, but uh, it's less than one thousand years for sure. For okay, sure. so sometime in the yeah, few few good centuries. Let's see. Do you, should I uh, check? I can check. Let me see. Just so we got the correct information here. The agricultural revolution uh, yeah seven seven basically seventeen oh whew, 1700s to the 19 18 1900s basically yeah yeah that, that's so like 1700 uh, yeah 18th century that that time yeah 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 yeah, 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 yeah two yeah. three hundred years yeah yeah uh this is a, one of the main problems right because we got into this spirit of accumulating things you know <clears throat> thinking about yes. tomorrow the things <laughs> oh the things yeah 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 so yeah. many things yes yeah i wonder if that's i right because it, it it wasn't it was actually would have been counterintuitive and not instinctual to gather things when we as a human, uh, you know, a human, um, a human species were evolving, right? Because as hunter gatherers, what you can't really 
gather things. You actually want to have less things. You know, you don't want to keep things. You know, you, you're traveling. So it's it does seem that the agricultural revolution would have been tied into people's accumulation of things. Though at the same time, what about like kings and princes and sheiks and uh, you know warlords and sultans and people like that who throughout the you know centuries and millennia have like gone on quest to acquire things right like it seems like it's almost like a deeper human condition it's not just it's it's almost like the agricultural revolution came out of the human desire to gather things more so than the human desire to gather things came out of the agricultural revolution See what I'm saying? Well, uh, the agriculture assert means I can provide things for tomorrow and next month and the next and next year. You know, uh, so that in a way represents a little bit of the uh, richness of this, you know, kings and uh, so. That's how they start controlling, uh, you know, the, the the economy, and there is, uh, you know, greedness uh, around it. There is uh, competition around it, and power and authority, and so on. So I think this is uh, one of the turning points of humanity to the worst. What twenty twenty? No, or no, the no, 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 yeah, yeah. The agriculture revolution was a turning point uh, to the, uh, uh, you know, to the distorted way of being that we feel until today, right? And now, of course, we are in a different uh, moment in life with all this awareness, and this is a new turning point to the positive side of things. Well, that's a very optimistic way to look at things i hope so yeah nice yeah, breath have... of fresh air considering the stressfulness that a lot of the world is currently f feeling so people that are sort of not right here right now with us or available to meet you in person or or whatnot what, what, what would you say would be a good practice from what you've studied in transpersonal psychology to to help people sort of find that balance, strike that balance between the, the mental and physical and not overreact and cause problems and escalate situations and, you know, help with the, the global, you know, evolution of, of us to be, you know, I guess, you know, more perfect humans and more in line with the common threads of, um, you know, different belief systems throughout the time that, that, that allow us and the population as a whole to benefit. Like, what's, like, a good, quick, you know, like, okay, this is a good practice that I do from you know, the research I've done in transpersonal psychology to allow myself to be, you know, more in step with what's going on and, and balance, balance out my mental and my physical. Well, uh, we have many uh, different consciousness brought to us uh, over, you know, things we were born. So it's like uh, the collective consciousness, the family consciousness, the neighborhood consciousness, uh, you know, uh, the way and the culture we were born in. Uh, so all this brings, uh, you know, where each of us, where we are.
but uh, it's just a, a segregated, se segregated view of the being. So in a way, we are always distorted somehow because we don't have the, the we have our tool to evolve it's to expand the consciousness and for this there is one way it's looking to your own emotions on everything you go through life mainly on the relationships so uh, the deeper you go into a relationship the more you're going to feel these emotions moving and reactions moving. And that's where we have to look at. Because if we share with someone, uh, in a way, uh, when we understand the other, it's a way of expanding our own consciousness because it's a different way of looking to the same story. You know, uh, so... Yeah, I would say the, the two, the way to go is to, is the inner world for sure. Uh, so every work is on the individual and uh, changing whatever you have to change. That's where we're going to tune up on many different stories from now on as collective, uh, on a collective approach. When you say qualitative? Qualitative. Qualitative, yeah. What does that mean? On the, the, the society, you know, the qualitative, qualitative. not qualitative, but uh, what is qualitative, you know, like collective, uh, collective ah, yes, collective. Okay, sorry, okay, sorry, okay, sorry. okay, 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 so it is collect collective, collective, and, and that that's uh, yeah, man, I mean, it, it definitely seems like a lot of the I guess veils or illusions that exist before aren't really there, and I just think, yeah, it, it is. It, it, it does seem, it just seems as though all of the major world problems happen from people's overreactions to the relationships they have. And am I, w would you say it's like not just personal relationships with other people, but also the relationships with self and relationships with the world and the communities we live in and all of that. And, you know, I think maybe it has to do with people find it more exciting to overreact. You know, and they think, oh, well, to underreact or not react is boring. You know, and, I, you know, I, I want to overreact. And I want drama. You know what I mean? I want excitement. You know, seems to be what, what, what a lot of people, you know, sort of are attracted to when they overreact. It's like that's what they're they're going for, you know? Yeah. So I think it's it... like roots in it. There's almost, there's almost like a root in, in aggression with that, right? It's just like people need excitement though it sounds like what you're saying is through the process of becoming more balanced you can lose that urge for needing that excitement or that overreaction and just be content with how you are and where you are as you are well, uh, well, <laughs> yes yeah. so first of all is bringing some serenity to your life rather than excitement all the time, that's for sure. I mean, that's what all the gurus say about meditation and so on. So yes, it's a state uh, of more uh, serenity mm. rather than excitement. Which is kind of nice. It's like letting your emotions have a holiday. It's like giving, like, no, they can it... take some time off. Like, 
I know you've got a, you, you've been fire. All your synapses have been firing. And, hey, it's okay. No, no. You can what, take some time off. What what you have to understand is, when we overreact, when we are excited, we are much we are kind of uh, boosting our emotions and somehow we try to justify them. So we are all the time uh, uh, giving support to what we feel, the way we see things. So we are much more like justifying our position mm. rather than listening. There's a term for that actually. You know, uh, so uh, when you... Uh, really exchange like self-reinforcement i think right yeah 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 which is basically kind of like what happens why how people become extremists really yeah you they start out mellow and they're like oh well and then they and then they just keep going down that rabbit hole and when someone says hey like don't you think that's a little extreme and maybe yeah, so they, they just, they... In, a, in a way you are sticking to your position you are not open for exchange so that's what uh, you said. Uh, oh, so what it is being serene is that you, we just accept our emotions. Yes, we accept our emotions. And then we observe these emotions and we work on our emotions. We learn with something. Rather than just uh, reacting, 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 we stay on the superficial side of things, just saying, okay, that's what I am. Fuck off. And this is not the way to go, you know? It's half Zen. Huh? That's like half Zen and then half not. The, this is the way I am is kind of Zen, but then the fuck off part's like, oh, that's the overreaction part. Right? Cause it, well, uh, would you say? if you identify yourself to your, with your emotions, you are distorting your views. Because you're not balancing it with the, the physical, no, because with you're, the you psychological, are not, you, you are not that. You are mm. not your emotions. You are far bigger than all this sure so putting all this in pers into perspective and put some distance to it you start to observing that you are acting one way or the other based on your emotions reacting on your emotions right so this is not you well it's a, a small small part well is the part you have to learn about yeah because uh, exactly uh, uh, when you have a different perspective on your way of being, right? It's like expanding how you see things about yourself. You know, uh, because you know uh, you are, you may be right, but there are other views that are also right with different perspectives. So the more you you widen your spectrum of perception, the more consciousness you are, the more aware you are. Yeah, and that seems to be like what you were saying earlier about the example of someone who has a certain set belief system and refuses, not only refuses to accept other people's belief systems, but actually overreacts and gets aggressive and say, oh yeah, like that's not what it is. When in reality, it'd be nice to say, okay, maybe this is what I am and maybe you are what you are and, 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 neither, and, and, bo and it, that's both okay. Like it's not... You're not wrong because I think I'm right. I can think I'm right and also think you're right and other people are right to the extent that, you know, right or wrong, right or wrong exist. You know, so saying, okay, hey, you know, like I can say, hey, you know what? Um, I like to, I like the color blue. And you could say, well, 
I like the color green, I can say, well, no, 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 green's not not a good color. Only yeah, blue is a good color. Yeah, this when, is th this doesn't have to do much with uh, the expansion of consciousness because this is only taste. Taste is taste, you know. Yeah. But in a the, way, the, the thing is. Uh, if we are, if the way to expand is just accept the other as, as they are, they are, and uh, how I am, you know, if there is nothing to exchange, the question is why everybody today, when I say everybody, is like ninety yeah, percent, yeah, yeah. yeah, is uh, choosing the solo career, you know. Uh, less and less, you see people into re long-term relations. Mm. Why is that? Because I want to stay where I am. I'm sticking to my position. You know, there is very little acceptance, actually. I mean, there is respect for where the other is. But when it comes to relating, we have extreme difficulties to accept the other. And to feel accepted, too. I guess that's the key to empathy, right? I mean, someone that's extremely empathetic and able to truly connect and relate with someone. Yeah, that's the first step to go into the relation. You know, you have to be empathic, you have to accept, but then the relation has a much deeper place where we can learn things uh, about ourselves. So that's the way uh, we can learn about ourselves. You know, it's, uh, of course, leak, uh, looking at us as, a, as an observer, but how we relate to others, being, you know, whatever, a uh, loving couple or friends or family or whatever. So that's where we have to observe ourselves and, try and, and, and expand and learn with uh, uh, things we go through in, uh, through in life, you know, uh, otherwise we keep on repeating things and uh, we don't understand why we are repeating <laughs> the same story all the time. And you think that the, the first key to that collective evolution is, is empathy? It's the first step in the key to... First step, yeah. This is a very initial step. Okay, so once we get to empathy and we're able to really relate with people. Yeah. Where, where do we go from there, or do we just sit with empathy for a while? Um, you know, I mean, that's a really good step. I mean, if there'd be, it would be like instant world peace, basically, if everybody was, you know, effectively empathetic. Yeah. It'd be pretty much like, okay, I understand your perspective. You you understand my perspective. I mean, mutual, mutual empathy, right? Yeah. What one side when, of empathy? When you say empathy, automatically it means okay. Now I'm ready to listen. I will be centered. I will not react. I don't have to justify any position. So that's where the exchange begins. Mm. <laughs> it just begins there, you know. So it means bringing serenity to your day-to-day, -to, -day, to your relation. But as you said, we are much more after excitement, outer world, how we enjoy life, rather than saying, okay, let's, you know, hide and all the rest. I don't hide all the rest. I don't, I don't need to look into anything. So 
the stories go they uh, stories go on you know we are repeating a lot of things without being able to go into relations and this is making the problems just stuck we are not evoluting really as individuals you know? not only not evolving as individuals but some would say also not evolving like culturally um you know because i mean the external materialism i mean you could say we've evolved with you know the items that exist right that, that we have different mediums of communication and development now with you know electronics and chairs and couches and walls and you know electric you know lamps and things like that at the same time it seems like it still seems to be going through the same uh cycle of issues that prevented humanity from really connecting from all the generations before us um so so even though we may have evolved and some aspects, um, mostly in material aspects, emotionally and mentally, we haven't really evolved to be able to be connected and have a harmonious relationship with our with ourselves and with those around us and the world as a whole. You're saying this the first key to that empathy, and then once we got that, once we can say, okay, I'm centered, I can listen, I'm here, then we move to. Where do we where, where do we move to from there? Well, we we move into the relation in terms of if you remain at that place, remain open, remain serene, you are present. Yeah. You know, and you are attent to everything that is going on. So then the exchange really starts in a deeper way, right? And in a deeper uh, also in a deeper way of acceptance, real acceptance of the other. So we take an approach of empathy and then a, then a, uh, a, a position of acceptance. And that allows us to go into whatever communication needs to happen. Yeah, there is a lot of other qualities involved, you know, oh, yeah. like humbleness. You need to be able to look at things that you uh, at, at you that in you don't like. In a harmonious, harmonious way? In a harmonious way, harmonious. but yeah, yeah, of course, yes, in a acceptance in a good way, you know, in terms of uh, I am where I am, you know, yeah. and I, there is no one to be blamed. Uh, I, I just, uh, it's just an opportunity that I have right now uh, to, you know, if I don't like anything in me, fine. I have to, I, I need, uh, it's nice to change. You know, so this is good. So this is the first step to go to the inner world rather than staying all the time excited on the outer world. Right, because those overreactions lead you to sort of become uncensored, uh, not uncensored, excuse me, uncentered, and don't allow you to sort of have that inner path of, of peace and reflection that actually ultimately, you know, ironically allows you to have better connections with those outside of you. Energetically, yes. yes. We're going to take a quick break. Back in like one minute. I'm going to grab... Do you want a coconut? I'm going to grab a coconut real quick. Okay, let's have that, yeah. All right, I'm going to grab a coconut. Uh, we'll be back in just a moment. Yeah. 